The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data, Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and today we're going to talk about the future of MarTech. Joining us is Phil Gamesh, who is the co-founder of the Humans of MarTech Podcast, which is a podcast dedicated to future-proofing the humans behind MarTech and ensuring their happiness and success in marketing careers. And today, Phil and I are going to discuss how he got into MarTech and why he started the Humans of MarTech. All right, time to meet the humans of MarTech. Here's my conversation with Phil Gamesh, the co-founder of the Humans of MarTech podcast. Phil, welcome to the MarTech podcast. Ben, good to chat with you again. Thanks for the invitation. Honored to be here. It is about time, my friend. <laughs> I feel like uh, we've danced around having each other on some podcasts, and we met through our mutual friend, Juan Mendoza, who does the MarTech Weekly and every time I search for MarTech in a podcast app, it's me and it's you. <laughs> so, hey, does that make us the humans of MarTech? I mean, I know that's your brand, but I am not a bot either. Can I be in the club? We are all humans of MarTech, Ben. We like to talk about it and just shine a light on a profession that I feel doesn't have enough humans in it. So, yeah, that's our mission. All right. My first question, I'm going to put you on the spot here. You've got 60 seconds. Give me your life story. Uh, life story, 60 seconds. I've uh, been in startup marketing for most of my career. I'm based in Ottawa in Canada. So I started working for startups locally in Ottawa and then graduated to working remotely for US-based startups. So I had a stint with Close, the bootstrap CRM company, so ran marketing operations for that team. And then I spent a bit of time at Automatic, the parent company of WordPress.com, and am now recently joined a startup company. So I'm a startup at called Pelago Health. But in my free time during the weekends or the evenings, I run the Humans of MarTech podcast with my co-host, John Taylor. Started it uh, way back in like during COVID. We were just like meeting up, shooting the shit, like talking about work. And we're just like, hey, like, let's record this. Maybe some humans out there will find some value in this. And yeah, I've been doing it for three years now and blow up a little bit this year. And yeah, hoping to focus a little bit more on it next year too. So I probably went over 60 seconds there. Tick, 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 ding. 
Congratulations. Within 60 <laughs> seconds, we'll count it. So you're nuts. You're crazy. You, you got a full-time job. You've worked for some high-profile companies. You're a successful marketer. And then you're doing this podcast thing, which I do for a living for fun. Why would you take on that much work? I mean, it's great <laughs> to talk shop, but tell me your goals and the objectives of the Humans of MarTech. I always had like a bit of freelance aspirations on the side, like Moonlight a little bit, growth advisory, helping out local startups, friends that have businesses. And I always saw at some point in the future, like, I don't know how long it is, but potentially going into freelancing or kind of like fractional growth or like MarTech type roles. And the podcast was always just a potential avenue of having something out there, like a body of work that uh, is proof that I'm not just like talking fluff and I know a little bit what I specialize in and stuff like that. So that's part of the reason behind it. But honestly, like I initially just started it to be able to get my name associated with with, with my co-host. He's the person that hired me at Clipfolio, like my first real big tech job, learned a ton from him. And yeah, he's a close friend and mentor. So that's how it kind of started. But yeah, in terms of how, like, why do I do it on this side on top of like having a full-time gig? I love what I do. Like I'm super passionate about continuing to learn. Just like growth mindset has always been something embedded within me. And I think that the podcast is a great way of learning. On top of building relationships with folks, I just learn a ton of stuff. And selfishly, like I will ask questions to guests about problems that I'm having at my current gig, email deliverability or composable versus packaged CDP. It's like I went deep down those rabbit holes with guests on the show and they've helped me in my day-to-day job. And hopefully along the way, they've helped listeners as well. Yeah, I appreciate the altruism and also the selfishness, not to (laughs) say that you are selfish, but I have the same approach in the sense of I came at it from a different perspective. I guess I was running a consulting practice and wanted to meet people that I thought would be potential leads or figured I'd build an audience that would hire me as a consultant. And I ended up getting so much more value out of having the conversations and building my network and just learning from other marketers. I became a better marketer and that's what led people to hire me. And eventually I focused on building a media business instead of staying in consulting. So I kind of went the opposite direction that you have, where the podcast became a business as opposed to led me into a different business. Tell me a little bit about what you've learned. You've been doing the Humans of MarTech for years now, since COVID. What year is it? It's been at least three years now. Yeah, three years. And you guys are doing a weekly show, is it? Yeah, weekly, every Tuesday. All right, every Tuesday, you're pumping out content. You've got a great co-host who was somebody that hired you before. I know that you've had other guests on the show as well. What are some of the things that you've learned from having all the conversations, you know, 150 interviews or published pieces of content over three years? What'd you take from it? Tons of takes, honestly. We pride ourselves on like trying to have a short takeaway version of the podcast for folks that don't have time to listen to a 40 minute episode. Like we don't do the the bite-sized stuff that you do. We should potentially consider doing that. I remember talking about that with Juan when we were both on his show. But yeah, every show has kind of this main takeaway idea. But when we do a guest episode with a guest, there's like a key takeaway from every question that we ask them, essentially. So ChatGPT helps us come up with that as we're kind of transcribing the episode. So tons of takeaways for sure. Like recently, I've been super deep down the composable CDP exploration about outside of just like a packaged, full bundled suite of customer data platforms and getting introduced to like the modern data stack for marketers and how 
data teams can work better with marketers with this idea of having point solutions that power you with more flexibility, more choice. My current startup, we're like in health tech. So like tons of like regulation around compliance and PII and HIPAA compliance and all that stuff. So been also deep on like warehouse native stuff, like learning from guests about this idea of MarTech right now is really built on custom databases. So like when you use a Marketo or an iterable, they pay you based on how many users you have in their database. Like it's usage-based pricing. The future of MarTech and what a lot of folks that I've had on this show agree is this idea of most companies now use the warehouse as your central source of truth. In the past, it was Salesforce or your CRM or something else or your marketing automation tool for a lot of companies. In the future and for a lot of companies already today, it is the warehouse like Redshift, Snowflake, BigQuery, whatever it is. And in the future, I think a lot of MarTech tools are going to be living on top of that warehouse and won't be charging you based on how many users you have in the copied version of the database that they create for you when you get set up. They just connect natively to your warehouse to sit on top of it. And you're basically paying for compute charges. So being able to like query the stuff that you already have in your database, that means like working closely with your data team and, and stuff like that. But been down on a bunch of more technical topics, but a question we ask all of our guests is how do they remain happy and successful about balancing their home life and their work life? And that's the part that I feel I get the most value out of. Like everyone is honest and saying that they don't have like a secret to figuring out how to balance their work life and their family life, but they still come up with some good tactics like prioritization and saying no to stuff and really figuring out what your North Star is for your personal career, but also your home life. So yeah, a bunch of stuff. Time for a one minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then. And instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. I want to go back into the data warehouse before we get into the personal stuff, and I absolutely want to have that conversation too. It seems like based on what I've learned and you know heard similar things in terms of the shift of marketers, we have 
migrated from a decade ago, escaping the sort of Mad Men era of marketing where we were brand marketers and highly creative to being more technical and more data driven. And now we're getting to the part where we are essentially part of the data team, getting down to the the data warehouse and building that infrastructure in marketing. So as you see the role of marketers changing, and this kind of gets into, you know, the the work-life balance question that you raised before, you know, what are the skills that marketers need to focus on as we become more of a technical practice as opposed to a creative practice? Yeah, I think there's still room for the creative side of marketing for sure. Like in bigger companies, you're still going to have your brand team that is going to focus on the image that are going to be a bit more top funnel, focusing on like awareness and maybe jumping and doing like sponsorship on podcasts and stuff like that. The creative side of advertising and like, how do we open up that top of the funnel? I don't think that's going away. But yeah, I think that on the growth side of marketing, traditionally, like performance marketing is evolving more into like a full funnel approach to once you do have awareness at the top of the funnel and you're starting to generate leads or free trials and then people going into your product or chatting with sales or whatever, like activating those people, onboarding them, getting them set up in the product. That's a bit more on the growth side and they're combining a bit more data and the top of the funnel, like creative side of things. And I agree that a lot of marketers are starting to morph a bit more with the data teams. And that's where like the marketing ops team comes in, rev ops a little bit, like depending how your team kind of has it set up. But yeah, it's funny you mentioned that because I feel like when I started in startups in marketing like 12, 13 years ago, there wasn't a data team. The engineers that were the closest to your data engineering profile They were working on the product. They were product engineers, back-end folks, like maybe they were working a bit on data and they were called like DevOps or maybe like they were on like an IT team or IS. So now the data team is owning pieces of your traditional like marketing operations side of things where part of that gig was just like seeing the value of marketing, like reporting on marketing campaigns. And I feel like the data team is taking over pieces of that and not kind of like absorbing marketing ops, but It's an opportunity for marketers to work closer. And instead of reporting out of your marketing automation platform, it's getting closer with understanding ETL and like how data is moving across your company into the warehouse and what BI tool is sitting on top of that warehouse. So I feel like it's evolving, but I wouldn't say that the creative side of marketing is never fully going to die. But with the advent of AI, this idea of understanding your data, how it's structured, the different models, that's only going to become more important because it is the key to unlocking any AI insights. It's all about your data and how clean it is. Yeah, I do feel like as marketing becomes increasingly technologically advanced and data-driven, there has been this trend for marketers to gravitate away from the soft skills of marketing. The focus on people, the understanding of the customer, the sort of creative pursuit, and what actually creates great marketing is right message, right place, right person, right time. And if you don't have an understanding of the fundamental person, it's hard to figure out whether it is the right message. Like there are some human components to marketing. There is some creative aspects and marketing has become such a broad function within a business where it is technology leaders are marketers and data scientists are marketers and Oh, by the way, the creatives are also marketers as well. And to be a well-rounded marketer, you kind of have to know a little bit of everything, 
which can blow your mind. <laughs> so as we get into the part of the conversation of like, how do you get through all of this? I got to understand the structure of my data warehouse and how to build the connection points from the data warehouse to the 70s something umpteenth MarTech tool that is used as a point solution to feed it all back into my marketing automation to hopefully have the right creative to get it to the right person at the right place, right time. It can make your head spin. Definitely, especially for early stage marketers. But I think like I'm still a big fan of the T-shaped marketer. We had an episode on that and kind of flipped it a little bit and think of it more as like a constellation of options for marketers today when they get started in their careers. And there's still like this base foundational layer that folks need to kind of grapple when they start in marketing, whether, you know, they're in tech or they're in like other industries. It all comes down to understanding your customer, like what is good copywriting, the foundationals of data, like jumping into a bit of SQL but at the heart of it, I think marketing is still about picking your different areas of specialization, whether that's email or it's like channel based and ads or whether it's like a specific spot in the funnel, like it's lifecycle, it's activation, it's onboarding, you're an expert in understanding users really early in the journey, or maybe it's like behind the scenes stuff and you're really on operations or growth ops and you're working closer with data teams. So there is still opportunities for folks to pick a couple of lanes and go really deep in it and not have to like look at this whole like constellation of options in MarTech that they could go down and get overwhelmed by all the stars. Like you still have the option of making a great career in MarTech and, and marketing by just picking a couple of those and choosing that lane and going all in. The more broad marketing becomes as a function, hopefully there is solutions, MarTech solutions specifically, that can help us not have to be the world's expert, but smart enough to be dangerous in various different parts of marketing. You mentioned awareness, onboarding, retention. There's different ways to leverage your technology to not have to master every step of the funnel, but to be a great overall marketer. And we're going to talk a little bit about how to get into some of those MarTech solutions, specifically on the creative side in tomorrow's episode. So Phil, when you came on the podcast or when you accepted the invite and we're titling this episode, Meet the Humans of MarTech, I figured the two of us would be sitting around here pretending to be robots, pretending to be humans. Hello, <laughs> welcome to the MarTech podcast. It's great to see that you're actually really human and actually have human interests in mind. Thanks for coming on to being the guest. Yeah, this is fun. Thanks, Ben. All right, that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks to Phil Gamesh, the co-founder of the Humans of MarTech Podcast, for joining us. Join us again tomorrow when Phil and I continue our conversation talking about how to use mid-journey for eye-popping imagery. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to learn more about Phil, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile on our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His handle is GamekP, that's G-A-M-A-C-P. Or you could visit his website, which is humansofmartech.com. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com, where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our weekly newsletter, and you can even apply to be the next guest speaker on the MarTech Podcast. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is MarTechPod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D, on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Or you can contact me directly on LinkedIn. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, 
We're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.